Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Let's go places. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. And to search for the Our American Stories podcast, go to the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you find your podcast. Up next, we bring you a story that starts in my home state, and that is New Jersey. While most of the world had no idea what the submarine sandwich was back in the 1960s, one 14-year-old boy took a job making them at a sandwich shop at the Jersey Shore in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Here's Peter Cancro to tell his story. the Jersey Shore in the summer, it became very, very busy, inundated with so many people from North Jersey and New York, so the jobs were very plentiful. So I started out, believe it or not, mowing lawns. So at the age of 10, I had three lawn mowing jobs, one that paid $3, one that paid, you know, $3.50, and one that paid $5. So in that year, that was big, big money. 
cash money. Used to crawl underneath the boardwalk and pick up the loose change that people dropped through the cracks. Made money that way and then washed and cleaned uh, cars. And then the first job was at Mike Subs in uh, 71. So I was a 14-year-old. <clears throat> My brother worked there the year before and told the boss, so look at my, my brother, I know he's, uh, he'll work hard, but I'm not sure how bright he is. And so that's how I got the job. Started out at $1.75 an hour. And I was, I was gonna you know, possibly work at Hoffman's Ice Cream, another mentor of mine, Bob Hoffman. Uh, he was gonna pay $1.50, but I uh, went to Mike's for $1.75 and that was, uh, that was pretty good money back then. I think the min minimum wage maybe was like 80 cents uh, back then. So friends of mine were making 80 cents an hour. I was making $1.75. So I walked into Mike Subs, you know, age 14, first job, and my voice mattered. And that was the culture that was in Mike's. It was, you joined a team and they, they kind of brought you on board. It wasn't like you were the rookie or they made you pay a dues or a price, no. They brought you in and you were part of that whole team and they cared about your development and how you worked and they spent the time with each new person coming in. They did a great job with that, spent time with us. The volume was obviously incredible. Jersey Shore in the summer, I mean, crazy sales. We did like $100,000 a week in sales, today's dollars. Um, you know, averaging like 850, 900 bread a day. Um, it was incredible volume. The number one sub shop, if you will, in the country, in the world, because there wasn't really any of that back then. So in 56, Mike's opened by someone named Mike and uh, the Jersey Shore, and that was really, uh, there was no McDonald's or Burger King in town then, there was no fast food restaurant, so it was really a unique product, the submarine sandwich, uh, the meal within itself, if you will. So really captured a lot of attention and all the people traveling to the shore and then going back out to where they lived around the country, uh, word spread. And you know when I got involved in 71 and then later bought it, uh, everyone would say they don't have anything like this where I'm from, California, Ohio, Chicago. And it's funny how we used to get people to come in and get, take the subs, wrap the travel, and take them back, you know, all over the world. The guy would come in every third Thursday and take them back to London. You know, somebody would take them to South America. I had a doctor's group that took them to the Soviet Union at the time, Russia, you know. So we always kind of would highlight that and kind of have a, a laugh about it. We used to wrap them to travel, put the oil and vinegar on the side. Had to have the special container and make sure they showed them how to sprinkle it on, you know. Um, so that was always fun. You have fun with the people coming in and they have fun with you in return. So you're three feet away from the customer and they're coming in whether they've had a bad day or not. You try and turn them around, you know, turn their day around, make an impact, you know, kind of share your life with the customer. And, you know, that's kind of what we we're taught, that culture about kind of raising up, kind of putting your arm around them and, you know, involve with your regular customers. It's, it's repeat business. They shake their heads, you know, Peter, you know, I can't believe, you know, the people you've got in here, the service. Oh yeah, your subs are good. That was always secondary, it was always the service.
And it was more than just, hi, how are you today? Thanks very much, come again. No, it was real, it was genuine. And it's the eye contact. It isn't always something that you say as much as, you know, looking in people's eyes and nodding and, hey, how are you? And, you know, thanks, you pick up the bag to go. And um, so there's a lot of little nuances that go into it. So I started in 71 and then worked there summers and through uh, the winters part time. And then the owner, Victor Merlo at the time, put it up for sale. And that was in 75. Um, it went up for sale and I thought for the first time I'll be able to go to Florida, you know, on spring break because I was always working every other spring break, I couldn't go. So this, I said, all right, I'm going to be able to go this time. All of a sudden I went home one night and my mother uh, said I heard Mike's is for sale. And at first I was a little upset, like, well, how'd you know? You know how moms are, they find out everything. Uh, so she looked me in the eye as I was going up the stairs and she said, well, why don't you buy it? And you're listening to Peter Cancro tell the story of Jersey Mike Subs and how it came to be. And by the way, he's a hustler from the time he starts. And by the way, what we've learned is you can't teach entrepreneurship. You can't teach risk-taking guts and just doing it. No college for this guy. No good grades, bad grades. I love the line, he'll work hard. We're not sure how bright he is. When we come back, more from Jersey Mike's founder, Peter Cancro, here on Our American Stories. Lee Habib here, the host of Our American Stories. Every day on this show, we're bringing inspiring stories from across this great country. Stories from our big cities and small towns. But we truly can't do this show without you. Our stories are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love what you hear, go to OurAmericanStories.com and click the donate button. Give a little, give a lot. Go to OurAmericanStories.com and give. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we're back with Our American Stories and the story of Peter Cancro and Jersey Mike Subs. At the age of 17, his mother suggested he buy the sub shop he worked at at the Jersey Shore. Back to Cancro with his story. And I sort of laughed, laughed at her, turned, went up the stairs, and it took one flight of stairs before a trigger went off in my head. It was a Sunday night. And I got up the next morning, didn't go to school for that week. Called the owner that morning, I said, you know, Victor, I'm gonna you know, try, where are we? I'm gonna try and raise the money. So, well, I've got two people demanding a contract. I can probably hold them off a little bit. So I went out, literally knocking on doors, telling people, you know, I worked there for four years, I know the business. This is what, you know, I'm looking to do. And I lived next door to a couple of wealthy towns, if you will, um, and went to see those folks and just called them up and knocked on the door and went to see them. And they were receptive, but as you know, trying to raise capital and money, it's always difficult. And then called up Coach Rod Smith, who was my youth football coach, who was also a banker. And it was a Sunday night, and he said, yeah, come on over. So I went to talk to him, and he said, you know, I think we can do something, and, and he did. And we closed on the place uh, March 31st, 1975. I was 17 in high school, so I would go to homeroom uh, history and skip gym, English, and a few other courses. And it's funny, I, I wasn't going to be able to graduate in June because I missed like three months of gym. So I had to come up with a, a medical excuse. I was president of my class. People said, oh, you're going to ruin your life. I was supposed to go. Uh, possibly, you know, study law at University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, uh, but bought a sub shop instead. So it was 125,000, 1975. So I don't know, maybe 600, 700,000 today's dollars. So for a 17-year-old to borrow that, you know, no money down, all financed, um, 
you know, what if the business doesn't do well, you know, what happens, that kind of thing. So the owner for years didn't raise the prices. So I get in and take over the business and that happens sometimes where you go a year, two years, three years. Well, he hadn't raised the prices in like five years. And we've got a lot of volume where we're putting money in the bank and paying the bills and you find out about um, unemployment disability tax and quarterly payroll taxes and all of this and it's like, wow. You know, and you sort of see that, you know, my goodness, I, you know, I've got to raise the prices. And I thought, you know, no one would come in and buy a sub ever again, but we did. We raised the prices and not one person said anything, you know, the first day, second day, except one person actually came in with exact change and, oh, the price went, oh, okay. I said, don't worry about it, you know, oh, no, I'll bring it next time. No, no, it's good, you know, so what that showed me is that you never cut the quality or service, but you've got to get the right amount of money for your product. So 75 took over and the volume was incredible and worked the store and business and uh, you know for years people were wrapping the subs to travel and I can't believe it we don't have anything like this and it wasn't until gosh like 86 that finally we said you know you know we should you know try and start franchising and that was a process going to different companies and attorneys and figuring it out and there wasn't any roadmap there I had to figure it all out it wasn't I didn't have any mentors in business to kind of show me uh, today like it's funny today people say I want a franchise well let me talk to you you know I could shed some light on this whole industry finally started franchise 86 87 and uh, and it took off people came in we didn't advertise to sell and it really grew very well in Ocean of Monmouth County and then we went out to Ohio we went out to Tennessee and opened the store and we got the best sub award and for by Reader's Choice Awards pretty much in, in Ohio and Tennessee and and that's happened almost in virtually every market that we went to we had one store in, in California one store in Seattle we'd win the best sub award best sandwich award in the market so it kind of told us something like wow this can work across valleys mountains you know and and one store and we never had a, a goal of opening a second store or a plan it just sort of evolved and happened people would come in try the product oh my goodness this is great I want to open up one so that's how it evolved you know and just really grew through word of mouth so we uh, franchised and it grew and we built up a number of stores but um, you know, we, we would go and commit to the store, but I tell you, when we opened one store in a, a totally different market, we went and we opened up that store with the owner. We stayed, you know, for weeks, for, you know, a month if we had to, a month and a half, and with several people. So the, the amount of money that we spent and committed to the owners was incredible, you know, more than franchising would do. And I think that's the reputation we have as a company, as a franchise company is that we are true partners with the owners, you know, and it's really uh, been giving us an edge, if you will, you know, out in the marketplace. So, yeah, so in the beginning when we started franchising, boy, it really took off, and every dime we made, we put back into the business. And if we had leftover money, we were pushing the marketing for that store opening. And we evolved to the point where we were opening and spending all the money and, and some, so we had a, boy, if, Everything was fine as long as we kept opening. And then 91 happened and uh, that recession. There was many recessions from 75 till now, 
but that one was the one that hit our company the worst. So banks in the Northeast, um, all of them got hit. There was even a local bank that actually went out of business here in Tom's River area. Um, so banks were giving money nonstop to everybody that wanted to open a business, and all of a sudden, no money. Nobody could borrow any money. So we sort of flatlined for a while. I was negative, like a million and a half, a couple of million dollars. I said, oh boy. And everything I had to lay off. And it just really, you talk about just devastating your life, your soul, everything. Um, but uh, slowly, you know, came back and then hired everyone back. But I tell you, that was a, a dark time because, you know, first time in my life that I went down and got stripped sold everything and it's funny the 401k plan that people have I liquidated that you know how to take the penalties and later on I liquidated it again so it's funny I don't have a 401k plan <laughs> still today because you know I say it's it's a bad luck you know I'll have to liquidate it you know so it's funny so that lesson learned you still remember today you know about don't overexpand you know you're you're tempted to push push and expand let's go and that's great to have that attitude, to have that, you know, really the push, but you gotta play smart ball as well with business. And it was quite a process. It took probably, gosh, you know, a couple of years where we just had to, you know, hire back a couple of guys and slowly grew. Uh, but we weren't growing in a lot of other markets. We didn't have the multi-unit owners that could finance their own stores. We had owner operators, so it really took a while, 92, 93, you know, wow, this is really humbling, you know, from having greatness and achievement and success and then to be humbled down. Oh gosh, it wasn't until like towards 93, 94, all of a sudden, you know, okay, now North Carolina, a guy came in and opened up and then somebody saw the store, oh, I want to open up and I think the economy in, in Raleigh, North Carolina then was really started back sooner than most other economies with the research triangle and the college universities and so North Carolina really made our company. And you're listening to Peter Cancro tell, well, as we've come to know, the typical entrepreneur's story, except when he went to raise capital, he was 17. It's the hardest work there is convincing somebody to give their money to you on an idea. And my goodness, instead of a lawyer and another one, we have Jersey Mike Subs, a place I would drive an hour to just to get their number two. When we come back, more of Peter Cancro's story, his entrepreneur's story, filled, by the way, always with failure and with setbacks. And again, that's what makes the entrepreneur not just the risk-taking, but plowing through the hard times to the other side. And when we come back, more of Peter Cancro's story, Jersey Mike Subs' story here on Our American Stories. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new infinity qx80 is unlike any luxury suv you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we return to Our American Stories and to the story of Peter Kankrow and how he grew Jersey Mike subs from one shop on the Jersey Shore to nearly 2,000 locations by 2020. If you're lucky enough to have one near you, well, I don't have to tell you what most of us at the Jersey Shore already knew. Here's Peter to tell us more about how he used the company's success to do good. Uh, around the country, 1,700 stores about open uh, right now. And, you know, um, the growth now is really starting to escalate because it's all coming from within. But it's uh, people, the owners get it, and that's the people that we want to come on board with us that share that culture that we're going to get involved in the community. We're going to give. Now, obviously, you have to have a good business model and make profits to be able to give. But it's kind of, it has to, what comes first? You know, so right away we start by opening up and donating money to a local charity. 
and raising awareness for the local charity. And I think that's the most important thing. It's not patting ourselves on the back or saying, hey, we do this, we, no. It's about raising awareness for that local charity. Because you know how it is today, the cutbacks all across the country with government subsidies, or maybe it's just really the way it's always been. Businesses need to do their part. Small, big, medium companies have got to commit more than ever to the community. And I, and I tell you, if you do that, we found that people really get it. They hear about it. Now we don't advertise, you know, half of what we do, but people come in and go, you know, Peter, I, I hear what you're doing. So we open up on a Wednesday and we go out door to door a few days before and um, kind of get involved with the local, local uh, charity. It could be Booster Club, it could be First Aid, it could be Children's Hospital. It varies, again, wherever the owner wants to go after. And we'll go out and say, hey, you know, come on in, free sub with your $2 donation because it's going to a local charity. Because people have never been in, never tried our sub possibly in a new area that we open. So we say, hey, you know, come on in and give us a try and just for two bucks and you're going to help the, oh, okay, that sounds great. And uh, we open and it's a catch-22 because it's just packed. But we've got the people and the staff and we're kind of cranking it out as we say and um, we raise the money and gosh it's uh, sometimes you know 10,000 20,000 from the opening or you know sometimes 5,000 but it's uh, every store does it and it's a way to kind of we're here you know hello we're you know making an impact and uh, the owners really love it the crew loves it they're like wow we've never been involved in something like this nobody kind of does this you know so but I, I tell you I think it's you know I'm a big proponent of you know turn off the news right and if you look at it it's it's a huge movement out there in the world of good you know things are happening things are really rising up people are kind of uniting and together unlike what the news says you know we see it totally different we see you know, we're optimistic about the future, about what great things are happening. Sure, there's always negative, absolutely, but if you focus on the great stories, the good, I mean, wow. So, turn off the news to the audience, right? Not the radio station, but the, the TV news. Keep the radio on. So that's what gets me so fired up about our growth, and here we go. People from within already have stores, they want to open up additional stores. So. 75% of our growth is from within. We have outside people coming in, individual owner operators, which is, I love, you know, have never been in business before, come in and, you know, we train, teach, mentor, coach them, and off they go. And we have multi-unit owners coming in and like, wow, the brand I'm with now isn't like this. And we go, well, you know, this is what we do. You know, it's never knocking anybody else, it's about what we do. And they get it, and okay, let's do it. So we're involved in signing a lease, we're involved in getting a location, you know, everything we're involved in. We don't let anything go, you know, to try and help ensure, you know, the success of the operation. Alvaro came from Nicaragua and was in with uh, the rebellion and bombs going off and exploding. I think his mother, um, he was missing for a day or so, they thought he was killed and um, and then later, years later, he comes to this country, immigrates, and uh, was working with Domino's Pizza, and you know, an amazing worker, and just nonstop, and 
gets involved with us and we had a connection. You know, I meet Alvaro, I go, what are you doing? You know, and I hear about his background and he looked at me and goes, what are you doing? You know, so I love, you know, people kind of that, that connection. And today, you know, he has, uh, I don't know, like 55 stores. He's the largest uh, franchisee, cares about his people, committed to the communities. He really gets it. And he and his wife, Blanca, and his whole family are a part of our family. You look at the freedom that we enjoy, and you look at, um, like, Reese across America, they say, you know, remember the fallen, honor those that serve, but teach our children the value of freedom. So important that, you know, the kids growing today understand that and that it's, you know, it's not free. And I remember being on the plane with um, a captain in the Marine Corps, and he said, Peter, the conflicts around the world are escalating. They're not stopping. You know, it's just every day, you know, we hear of something going on. And we're in this little bubble sometimes where, but not so much anymore because the news, we hear what's going on. But, you know, our country and what we stand for around the world maybe is tarnished, but uh, they don't understand kind of our hearts are for the common good of all people in this country, all people in the world. We've always been out there saying, what can we do to help? You know, that whole motto of raise up together and then pull people along instead of pushing. You know, I, when I was 14, I went in, they didn't, they didn't push, you know, do this, do that. No, they pulled you along, said, hey, we can do it. We can do it together. And, you know, it's funny, they'll say, these kids today, you don't understand, we can't find good help, good kids. And that's what they said in the 70s. You don't understand, you can't find good help, good kids. You don't understand these kids today. And they said it in the 80s and the 90s. And today, they're saying the same thing. And I say, no, no, it's recruiting. It's having the right, you know, attitude, the right culture and they, they will see it and they'll come in and they will thrive, they will love the place. We love going to work at Mike Subs, you know, back when I was a kid. We wanted to go in, we wanted to be part of that culture. So it wasn't me, it was the, the crew before me, the owners before me. It was the culture that we learned, that we brought. So anyway, so it's, it's always learning and, and getting it and then running with that. So I'm just trying to keep it going across the country. And that's, you know, I never really like to tell my story. I never like to talk about it, but you really need to. So people hear it, you know, and maybe it impacts, you know what, I'm going to do that too. And that's where I tell the local owners, you got to celebrate it because it's exposure awareness for the local charities. And maybe they hear it and they want to get on board too. And it helps. So, you know, the marketing and, you know, people, the companies that really aren't into it. So what? It's helping charities raise money and awareness. Even if it's maybe shot up from because it's the big thing to do, it doesn't matter. If it's winning and helping the charities, terrific. And a terrific job on the production and editing by our own Robbie Davis, and a special thanks to Peter Cancro for sharing his story. And Peter told the story of what good owning businesses can do. And by the way, helping charities, absolutely. But he also employs people and supports the tax base for that town. A terrific story about so many things, but in the end, the heart of an entrepreneur and all the good it does. And by the way, the yummy sandwiches they make, indeed, the best sandwich in America and the world. A Jersey Mike sub number two, Mike's Way. The story of Peter Cancro, here 
on Our American Stories. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.